Welcome back into the Southern Showdown podcast on this beautiful Saturday morning for Week Nine college football. Um, it's 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 feeling good on this Saturday. You know, Tennessee gets to line up with Kentucky. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll take a look back at last week. Old Tennessee, how could you do this to me? I, yeah. I just can't can't believe the heartbreak. We'll leave that one for for a little bit later. But we'll uh, we'll climb on into the. One of the most boring Saturday games I've gotten to watch in the SEC this year is Mississippi State versus Arkansas. Uh, Mississippi State climbed out of this one with a win of 7-3, to three. not exactly what I expected by any means. I definitely expected more points from Arkansas. I mean, K.J. Jefferson threw for under 100 yards in this one. It's mm-hmm. just, like I said, nothing, nothing of what I expected in this one. Absolutely. I mean, these are two defenses also who hadn't really been playing all that that good this year and it's just like they showed up <laughs> against each other I, I don't know seven to three it was probably the most boring game i've watched all year and uh kj jefferson all year hadn't really impressed me he hadn't really been the guy i thought he was going to be um arkansas tried to utilize him in the run game too i mean he had 16 carries but they kind of shut him down and uh Arkansas scored on their opening drive, got three points out of it, and uh, after that, they didn't do anything the rest of the game. Yeah. So, I mean, good win for Mississippi State, I guess, but uh, it's just a horrible game all around. Yeah. Unless, you, unless you're a defensive coordinator, you love that. <laughs> yeah. You love that game. Yeah, if you like defense and lack of offense, in, in other words, because that, that's kind of what it was, a little bit of lack of yeah. offense. No points in the second half. Exciting. <laughs> oh, we got next on the docket. South South Carolina, Carolina, Missouri. Hit us off with this one. Well, honestly, Missouri just kind of dominated this this game on both sides of the ball. Um, Brady Cook, once again, played good. Cody Schrader absolutely went off. He ran all over South Carolina, had 159 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Um, Missouri just showed that they're a better team in this game, and they dominated. Their defense played great. Their offense played good. And uh, the run game was killing it. So, Missouri just flat out dominated. And I felt so good when Tennessee ran all over South Carolina. You know, we were just kind of running all over them. I felt great about it. And then it's like as I keep watching, everybody's running all over them. Nothing saying against our offense by any means. We do have a great rushing attack, good three-headed monster. But like you said, Missouri runs all over them. Brady Cook cooks again. South Carolina – just upsets me, man. I mean, I I can't I can't do nothing in the SEC spread picks right now. I'm I'm sorry if I told y'all to fade me a long time ago, and if you did, then you're happy that I just keep on crapping the bed. But it's what I'm doing. I can't help it. Maybe I'll have a better week this week. But like you said, Missouri just just pounds it all over South Carolina. Uh, we'll look on into the Tennessee the sad, Alabama just, game. I'll just hang my head for this one. Yeah, I'll go I'll ahead and cover start. my hat. I'll go ahead and talk, let you let you heal for a minute, I guess. This game, very heartbreaking if you're a Vol fan. Jumped out to a hot start, and Joe Milton connecting with Squirrel White. Absolutely acrobatic catch. And Joe Milton looked good. He looked he looked the best, at least in between the ears, that he's looked every in any game this year. He was our leading rusher this game, too. I mean, he had 60 yards on the ground. They tried to utilize his legs plenty. And um, you got to play two halves of football. It's simple as that. Yeah. I feel like the play calling got a lot more timid and they just let off the gas. You can't let off the gas. I heard Nick Saban talking literally the night before this game where he said he's got to do a good job of making sure his players don't get relieved. 
they don't when they get up they don't get relieved they keep their foot on the gas and um that's that's what happened in Tennessee they got relieved and they took their foot off the gas and they let Alabama come ro- roaring back and score 27 unanswered points and run away with this game and um it's just not really what you want to see as from as a Tennessee fan but also all credit to Alabama they came out and played showed up in the second half and you got to play for 60 minutes so yeah, I'd say when it came to the quarterback uh, play calls, you know, it, it was a little bit more timid. But at the same time, they're quite aggressive in some ways, you know, on their side of the ball, you know, right after Alabama scores on their side of the 50. And uh, you go for it on fourth down there. I don't like the play call. I don't like the decision there. Um, you know, I'm not the coach by any means. But I just, I just didn't agree with that. And I knew right then when we didn't get that fourth down, I just I had the feeling, you know, the old Tennessee feeling where we're not going to win this one. We're still up. We're still up at that point, uh, 17 to 20, and I just I didn't like it. You know, going back to last week, I said I don't expect this to be the game that Joe Milton shows out and you know just just comes out of his shell and overperforms. And that's exactly what he did in the first half. So why not, as a coach, trust him enough in the second half to continue to do what he's been doing? Uh, you know, let him run the show because he was running the show in that first mm-hmm. half. Like you said, Squirrel White being acrobatic like he's been all year long. I mean, for any if any football fan, you, you got to love watching Squirrel White. I mean, mm-hmm. Squirrel, I mean, that, <laughs> that dude, that dude's something else. I mean, he really is. Uh, he's quick. He's uh, on the shorter side for a wide receiver, but that dude goes up and gets that ball. He'll use his legs to catch it. He'll keep his feet in. I mean, He's so fun to watch. He's going to be fun to watch again today. I mean, I do kind of plan on to keep it on the ground, but this Alabama one, it's just tough, tough to talk about, tough to look at the score. It's tough to look at the box score. I mean, it's just it's a tough loss there. I just That second half was so, so hard to watch. You know, I really – it felt like we were going to be the first team to do it to Nick Saban two years, two years in a row. Like nobody's, yeah. you know, beating him back-to-back back like that, but – yeah, we just couldn't, couldn't pull it out. I feel like it was definitely the coaching in this game. I mean, it's the inexperience. Like, there's a lot of inexperience in that coaching staff. And, I, and I'm not taking a shot at Josh Heupel or his staff. I think he's a great coach, and I I hope he sticks around for a really long time. But um, that's something where I don't think Nick Saban would go for it any of those times he went for it on fourth down. The only time I understood it was the first time he went for it, and I still personally would not have gone for it on fourth down. He gave that defense. You look at it; they gave up 34 points. But in all reality, they had to start on the wrong side of the 50 three or four times in this game, and they did a good enough job for our offense to to play with them. And I just felt like the play calling on the offensive side was they just didn't trust Joe Milton. He played great in the first half, and he only threw the ball five or six times in the second half. It's like I get you don't want to give up on the run, but let the kid throw the ball. He he completed about 80% of his passes in the first half and just looked better than he has all year. Yep. Let him let him go out there and play. At least hang it all out and do what you can. Man, I, I want to blame it all on the second half. You know, that's what I want to do. But at the same time, there was two times in the first half where we came away with three points when mm-hmm. we should have came away with seven. Yeah. You come away with seven points in both of those conversions, this game almost looks like it's out of reach yeah. for Alabama for the second half. I mean, those fans can't get back up. They, they're, they're two down. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in that red zone, we we got something's got to click a little better than red zone. I expect Absolutely. it to be that way today. 
Absolutely. The, the red. I think we're the least efficient team in the SEC in the red zone. It's that's, it's that's, very that's aggravating tough. to watch. The zones get a little tighter, and it's like the play calls, the play callers lose lose their mind. I don't. It's very <laughs> aggravating. I'll just say that. Yeah. So look on in the Ole Miss and Auburn. A uh, little bit of a, a pointsy game here. Uh, Ole Miss scrapes by kind of. I mean they they had the game controlled pretty much for for the whole game, but. I expected them to win by a little, a little more than they did, but um, you know they they came out victorious in this one. They looked pretty good all year. Um, I know two picks on each side of the ball. I know what it was Ole Miss that had a punter throw a pick, mm -hmm. go for a little trickery play, and the punter throws a pick. Uh, Peyton Thorne and what a uh, Robbie Ashford they both, both threw a pick. pick. Uh, so you know there were some little sloppy, sloppy mistakes in this one, but. Uh, it came out the way I, I kind of expected. Yeah, uh, Ole Miss just kind of scraped by in this game, like you said. Uh, pulled away late with a Jackson Dart rushing touchdown at the end there. And um, it's not at all how I expected it. Auburn, they're competing with people. They're competing. Y'all watch out for Auburn in these next two or three years because they're not going to stay down for long. Yeah. And um, Quinshot Judkins in this game. He showed out. He had 124 yards on the ground and touchdown. Both of these teams honestly ran the ball pretty well. Jackson Dart also had two rushing touchdowns and about 50 yards on the ground. So, I mean, um, there was these defenses showed up for a period, but at the same time they also gave up a pretty good bit. I mean, they're also in the middle of the game, like second and third quarter, there was 13 straight drives between these two teams where there was no points scored. Yeah, it's crazy. All. So. Still come out with a little bit of a wacky, a little bit of a wacky game. Ask me, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was. But Ole Miss gets a little gritty win against uh, Auburn here. An Auburn team that is, like you said, straight up competing, yeah. competing with everybody. They're fighting. They're not gonna lay down. Nope, for sure. We'll climb on into the old Army LSU, the old beatdown of the weekend. Uh, like I said. Going back to last week, I expected this one to be a little bit more close. Army to slow the pace down. I, I knew that the blowout was in the pitcher for sure. I knew it was in the pitcher, and it's dang sure what happened. But I just thought that Army could slow the game down, you know, run a little triple option, maybe get a few first downs, you know, on, on each drive, maybe not every drive. I knew there was going to be some three and outs and stuff, but golly, LSU just hammers them. You know, it was obvious in that first half, in that second quarter, I was like, yep, I lost another SEC pick. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got it, man. <laughs> You're just killing me. Yeah, I picked LSU in this game, but it's only uh, because Auburn, I mean Auburn, Army, hadn't really put up a whole lot of points against anybody all year. That's my, that was my reasoning for taking LSU. And they ran the ball pretty pretty well in this game. Like Christopher said, they might throw it, slow down the pace, but – they only had 22 yards passing. That's it's normal. You, you it's normal <laughs> for Army. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't win a game. They, they probably haven't had a game. They probably passing. haven't had a game yet over 100 yards passing. They're they're gonna run that option the whole game, man. Hey, look at Air Force. They're doing it too. They can they can <laughs> be 22 points of of passing and and win every game. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you can't do that when you're playing against Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbors. Wow. You got a guy who's got 30 total touchdowns this year. He's probably the front runner for the Heisman. And then Malik Neighbors will probably win the Blinkentoff Award. I mean, he's the best receiver in the SEC, I think. And uh, if it, if LSU had a defense, they would compete for a national title. Yeah. I think if they had the defense they had last year, I mean, it wasn't like 
crazy good defense, but it was better than this year's. I think they beat Florida State. I think that they uh, they they are undefeated right now. If they have that team with the offense that's clicking right now, I think you can take last year's team and this year's team. I hear you. But um, what you got for your top five picks? My top week? five players who, who, who last you week. Got? Um, at a, I got an honorable mention: Jalen Carley's out of Missouri. He had seven total tackles and an interception against South Carolina. He just played good out there. And then another honorable mention, Quinshot Judkins. He had 124 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Just ran all over him. Just pretty much was him and Jackson Dart were the decider in that game, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Another honorable mention, I didn't throw on the TikTok, but I just got on here, is Malik Neighbors. He had four receptions for 121 yards and two touchdowns in that game against Army. And then at five, I got Jace McClellan. And he had 115 yards and a touchdown, but he showed up in a big game when it mattered in that second half, as much as I I hate to say it. Can't believe you were. I got to give credit where credit's you, due. Can't believe you, you were able to put him on there. I I got to give credit where credit's due. Jace McClellan showed up and against a great run defense and put over 100 on him and uh, played good. And number four, <laughs> I had Andre Sam out of LSU. He had two interceptions in that game against Army, and he just – anytime you get two turnovers, that's it's just a stellar game on defense. And number three, Jackson Dart. He did throw a pick against um, Auburn, but he also had two rushing yards on the ground, about 200 yards through the air and a touchdown. So just a versatile dual threat attack from him again. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC, and he showed out against Auburn. And number two, Jaden Daniels. He was very efficient passing, 11 of 15, 279 yards and three touchdowns, and he also had a rushing touchdown. So just another video game-like performance from Jaden Daniels. And at number one, got the running back out of Missouri, Cody Schrader, 159 yards and two total touchdowns. I mean, two touchdowns with 6.1 yards to carry. I mean, We're going to have to look back at all these picks. He was running it down their throat. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have to look back at all these picks and see if Jaden Daniels been in the top five every year every time this uh, year. He's been in the top five every week except for I think week two. Or, or week one against L Florida uh, State. FSU. He's been in ever since week one he's been in every single top five. And simply because he's putting up Heisman numbers. He has thirty oh, total yeah, touchdowns mean, and three interceptions. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, like I was talking on the phone saying earlier, I it's either gonna be him or Penix for the Heisman. Uh, I would be kind of surprised if it wasn't Jaden Daniels. Um, you know, like you said, he's put up Heisman video game numbers all year long. So, as long as he keeps it, keeps the foot on the throttle, I don't, I don't see anything changing. Um, you know, he's definitely going to be probably a front runner. Uh, looking into this week's picks for SEC picks, I've told y'all to fade me every time. You might want to do it again, but I do feel a little better about this week. I gotta say. It'll probably come to smack me in the mouth. We'll have a clip of this, and I'll go, oh, and one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I only won one last week. I'm sitting at a very, very solid 22 and 34 this year <laughs> on the SEC picks. You're you're working your way back to back to 50 percent. Yeah, I'm looking to get even. I was hoping I could get even last week and uh. 50 percent. I say that right. Yeah, that's right. I guess so. Yeah, and uh, well, Tennessee let me down to be honest with you on yeah. one on that one pick, and uh, yeah, let me down. that that strip six at the end to make it fourteen, kind of made me lose that pick day or two, and then right, KJ Jefferson and Arkansas let me down. But other than that, I went three and two last week, 
and uh, <laughs> and I'm 27 and 29 on the year, so I'm looking to go even, even this week. That's what I'm looking for. What time is it? It's 12 o'clock. We got some of these kicking off right now. South Carolina and Texas A&M are going at it. Let's see if uh, well, we got nothing so far. You know, we're there. We're 11 seconds in, so we're not going to get any. We ain't changing our picks or nothing like that, even if yeah. there's a. Big old bomb right here, but uh, let's go ahead and start with that go one. Ahead I guess and start since with, since nah, we'll go in order. We'll go in order. All right. Georgia versus Florida. I got a side with the Florida Gators on this one. Fifteen in the hook. The hook's where I'm, where I'm seeing it. I believe that Florida will keep this one a little bit close. It's going to be one of Georgia's biggest tests all year. Uh, Georgia's working in their way to the back end of the schedule, the meatiest part of their schedule, and it's it's going to get a little tougher for Georgia right now. And, uh, you know, they're without Brock Bowers getting into the meatiest part of the schedule. Can uh, Delp step up? I believe he will, but really the, the biggest one that's going to have to step up is Beck. Uh, I believe he will. Georgia's going to win this game. I don't see Florida uh, surprising us or nothing. You know, it, it's, it's in the cards, but I don't see it happening. But Florida – Florida gets the cover, 14 and a half. This is a tough one for me to pick, to be honest, like really tough. I was sitting here thinking about it, just going back and forth on who I'd pick in this game. I think the hook on the 14 and a half is what got me. So I think I'm, I'm picking Florida in this game, but it really depends on what Florida team shows up. I mean, if the Florida team that showed up uh, in the swamp against Tennessee comes to play, I mean, there could be an upset here. I mean, I don't pick an upset by any means. I think Georgia will will win this game by two touchdowns, to be honest. But um, I'm still going to pick Florida just because that hook is scaring me a little bit. Um, but if the team that shows up against Utah, that Florida team that shows up against Utah, they're going to get waxed by Georgia <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And uh, I think Brock Bowers being out, and I think this game being in Jacksonville. It's supposed to be a neutral site game, but it's in Florida. It's, it's going to be probably 70-30. Florida fans to Georgia fans. So I feel like they still have a slight home field advantage here, and it's going to be a loud environment. It's going to be a tough test for Georgia, probably the toughest test they've had all year. And uh, I think Florida will be able to compete, especially in the first half. If Georgia gets out to a slow start, but I think Georgia will ultimately pull away and, and win this game pretty handily and control this game. What's it called, the the largest cocktail party? The biggest cocktail party in the world or something biggest, like that. Biggest, largest cocktail party in the world, something like that, yep. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be exciting. 3.30 today. That'll be cool. Uh, next we got on the docket is Vandy at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is just going to pop, pop, pop. <laughs> wax them, wax them up, dice them up, slice them up, throw them in the trash can. They're going to cover the 25 and a half. They're going to beat them by at least four touchdowns. I just can't side with Vandy anymore this year. You let me down at the beginning of the year all year. going to side with Ole Miss. Ole Miss gets the cover at home. This one, I honestly didn't know who to pick either. That 25-and-a-half in any SEC game, even if you're playing Vandy, is, is just tough. And uh, I asked Christopher what he picked, and I went against him. I just figured I'd try to Baby. mix things up and go against him. Maybe I'll get a win out of this. But uh, <laughs> You probably will. <laughs> uh, I just saw what Vandy did against Georgia. They showed some fight against Georgia. And I feel like maybe they can do the same thing with Ole Miss. But yeah, I didn't, put, I didn't put that part in my mind. Ole Miss yeah. is going to. They're going to score score a lot. They're going to score way too much for uh, Vandy to keep up. So, I think it could go – Ole Miss could beat them by 30 or Ole Miss could beat them by 14. So, yeah. But, I don't know. I'm I taking Vandy in this game. 
Then we got our old volunteers going down to Kentucky. Man, you have just you have just slandered Kentucky all year long. Mm-hmm. Stand this by is a it. big one for you. This I stand by it. We're going to break out that barrel, boys. We're going to break out that barrel. <laughs> Tennessee needing one right here to, to get the hopes back alive before we go into a – the end of our season that's that's pretty meaty for us also and um you know it's, it's been a pretty tough schedule it's an sec schedule but tennessee at kentucky i got a side with my boys on this one just i see them rebounding off off last week uh getting together a, a better game plan for the kentucky wildcats stopping their run getting our run going really the rushing attack is where i see this game being won you know it's two teams that want to run the ball uh need to run the ball effectively in order to win a game I hope our, our, our pass rush stays as, as good as it's been all year. Our run run defense just, you know, stops these guys, creates some three and outs, uh, get our offense back on the field, and uh, just run it down their throat. You know, let let Milton toss the ball around. He's looking, he's looking more confident. I think he's going to be up for this one. Uh, if there's anything that was a discussion between him and the coaches last week, I hope it was, hey, let me – let me run this team. You're gonna put me at you're gonna put me at the head spot. Let me do what I'm supposed to do. Let's just be real, y'all. We own Kentucky. We own <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't care what like win, lose, or draw, we still own Kentucky. Alright. We're gonna go out and win this game pretty handily. The reason I think so the only thing that concerns me with Kentucky is Ray Davis. He's the only person on that Kentucky football team that concerns me and their special teams. They make some stuff happen on special teams, but I mean, I think our three-headed monster is going to go out there and run all over their defense. I think Joe Milton might hit a deep ball here and there. I'm hoping it's the same Joe Milton we had last week in the first half. He sometimes he's a little inconsistent, but at the same time, Devin Leary is very mediocre. I said at the beginning of the season he was great, great at NC State, but NC State is in the ACC. When you get with the big boys in the SEC, it gets a little tougher. And he's thrown seven picks this year. He's turning the ball over a pretty good bit. And uh, I look to see that the Tennessee defense turn, making, forcing some turnovers. A little bit of a hit on our defense. Kamal Haddon is set to be out for the rest of the season. He got a season-ending surgery on his so- shoulder. He got hurt in that Alabama game. That's a, a big loss, to be honest. To begin the season, we were kind of bashing him a little bit because – he played horrible, if I'm going to be honest. But he has stepped it up and got better and better each week. So, all credit to Kamal Haddon. He, he's looked great the past three weeks. And it's going to be a big hit on our defense. Danico Slaughter getting back in that lineup. You know what happened last year with Danico Slaughter? He laid a big old lick on somebody, and we got a pick and ran it back all the way to the 20. That's right. So, Danico Slaughter is going to slaughter them Wildcats. <laughs> and Kentucky and Kentucky's going to lose by at least 14. I think this is the easiest SEC pick of the week. I don't. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on SEC games, but this is one that I would take Tennessee all the way. Three points ain't enough. I hear you. I like it too. Uh, next, we got the Gamecocks traveling on down to Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a 14-point favorite. I cannot trust the Gamecocks to do much of nothing right now. Uh, they'll they'll pound it out on them. They're probably gonna throw it on them. I mean, I just see them. I see Texas A&M being able to run run away with this one. Uh, Rattler, he's trying to do everything by himself. He has no protection at the line, and uh, it ain't, it ain't going to be no different here. Texas A&M is going to get after him. Uh, so I'm going to side with Texas A&M minus the 14. 
on this one. Uh, this game's actually going right now too, still zero to zero. So that kind of goes against me a little bit. But uh, who's got the ball? Texas A&M the Texas ball. Texas A&M got the ball. Uh oh, big sack. Third and seventeen. <laughs> Max Johnson just got sacked. Come on now. Uh, they'll regardless, still, regardless, they'll still cover. Regardless of what's going on right now, I'm not changing my pick. Uh, Texas A&M minus fourteen. I'm taking Texas A&M. South Carolina hadn't really showed any type of fight all year except for I feel like that North Carolina game, first game of the season. They just have been disappointing all year. South Carolina, that's a team I thought was going to be a lot better than they are. If you told me that by week nine South Carolina was going to be two and five, I wouldn't have believed you. I thought they would at least be 500 or right above it. But um, I still got to take A&M. I think their defensive front is just going to shut down South Carolina, I think they're going to get a pass rush on Spencer Rattler, and he's not going to be able to do a whole lot. I may be wrong on this. He may throw for 400 yards and be the Spencer Rattler that shows up every once in a while, but I think uh, his offensive line is going to let him down today. And Texas A&M is going to pull away and win this game pretty handily. Next we got is Mississippi State at Auburn. Uh, Auburn is a six-and-a-half point favorite. Um you know, just something inside of me is telling me that Mississippi State can keep some games close just like they did last week. They actually pulled out the win last week. I think they'll keep this one close. Uh, Auburn's been fighting with everybody. This was kind of going to be a dog fight. That's the way I see it. And six and a half, you know, I, I'd, I'd feel a lot better with it at seven. But uh, six and a half, I'm going to side with Mississippi State on this one. This was another tough one where I said, Christopher, what did you pick? And he said Mississippi State, and I said, all right, I'll take Auburn. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't want to have the same picks. I need to pull – I'm ahead right now, but I don't want to pull away even more. I mean, you've, pull, you've pulled away. You've pulled away pretty comfortable. Well, I got – well, then I got cushion. I got cushion to to take yeah. some risks, try and pull away a little more. But uh, Hugh Freeze and Auburn, they just put up a fight against a lot of people this year. and That's why I think they could win this game by a touchdown. They could win this game by 10, but – it depends on that offense. That offense is stagnant at times. and They got that two-quarterback system, and neither of them are really any good, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Thorne can run the ball. Robbie Ashford's pretty fast, but they both make questionable, deci- questionable decisions. <laughs> I did take Auburn, but Will Rogers is still hurt. Is he not? I don't know. Will Rogers is still hurt. So uh, no Mike Wright, Mike Wright in this game, he looked – Mm, wishy-washy against <laughs> Arkansas. He threw a pick on his first pass. I think he threw for 85 yards. We'll just go ahead and mark it up for yeah. garbage. So, um, Mississippi State without Will Rogers, I just don't trust him. So, I'm taking Auburn in this game. Well, that's it for our SEC picks. Uh, if you're going to side with somebody on those, side with Trip, even though a couple of these games already got started. Um, going to look at my picks for the week. I'm 19-10 and 10 so far on the year. I feel really good about these, so side with me on these. I, I feel like a 4-0 sweep's coming this week. Oklahoma State at Kansas. I'm going to side with Kansas and take the 10 points on this one. I believe this one's dropped down to somewhere around 8. Uh, might should have hopped on it earlier in the week. But go ahead and take Kansas plus the 10. Houston plus 17.5 at Kansas State. I do not know why this is such a big number for Houston because they have looked a lot better in these last two games in the past two weeks. They've really looked like a good football team. Kept it close last week. Uh, I expected them to. You know, it was something that I, I felt good about 
last week was like plus 24 with Texas, and they kept it pretty close. So Houston plus the 17 at Kansas State. Like we said, you know, I mean, they're my team. It's hard to take your team in one of your outright legitimate picks, not just the SEC picks, but Tennessee minus three at Kentucky. I just feel like it's a it's a good pick this week. I know they're coming off of that uh that hard hard loss to Alabama and one they they probably feel like they should have won. So that's the only reason that I have any any doubts about this is the just the the feeling that they have. Do they do they have the momentum? I believe they do. I believe this uh this team has something to fight for. Uh, let's go win out the rest of the season. See if we can possibly upset you know the defending king of the thrones right now uh just owning owning college football let's see if we can dethrone them but you got to start right here in this game Uh, i just don't think three points is enough and also you have west virginia at ucf a hot ucf team right now and a west virginia team that has just not not proven much to me all year long uh ucf minus the six so again, we got Kansas plus ten, Houston plus seventeen, Tennessee minus three, UCF minus six. Hop on them. I like that. I like week. that UCF pick. I mean, they put up a fight against Oklahoma last year. Sure, yeah, they sure did. They had a Kansas chance to win that to game. The same thing. Everybody's gonna ride too high on Oklahoma because of the Oklahoma Texas game. People are gonna ride too high on Texas because of the Texas Alabama game. It's college football this year, man. It's. Kansas State is up seven to nothing on Houston. Sorry, guys, we're getting this out late. Kansas is oh up. gosh, they're all playing. <laughs> we're gonna start getting this thing out to you guys a little sooner. <laughs> we promise. Uh, UCF's currently tied seven to seven with West Virginia. UCF's got tied seven to seven. My picks are looking uh, go up to that one a little, a little higher. Kansas is up seven to nothing. Kansas on is up seven to nothing. I told you, hop on my pick. <laughs> 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 Anyways, college football's uh, already up and started, so we're going to get up out of here, uh, saddle up and ride. <laughs> Until next time, we'll see you guys. We'll see you.